Hello and welcome back to the Padawan Podcast. My name is Jake Berlin and this is our all-Star Wars podcast. We're breaking down everything from the galaxy far, far away. I go by Qui-Gon Jake on this show because it's a Star Wars podcast and we have to give ourselves Star Wars names. Of course. Um, and today I am just joined by Grand Admiral Sino himself, Brian Avalicino. Uh-huh. Uh, we do not have Obi-Wan Jacoby. He is out on vacation back home in Southern California today. And it is going to be us running the ship talking a little bit of Clone Wars the season is, or the show is returning this Friday, um, and we're going to be breaking down some of our favorite things that happened in the first six seasons of the show. Kind of a little preview for the show. We're not going to kind of like do a, you know, a return review of the series or anything of that nature. We're just going to talk about some of our favorite moments and have fun with it. And uh, that's going to be based around our five favorite lightsaber duels and our five favorite moments from the show. Um, kind of just breaking it down a little bit. And the way it's going to work is. Let's say Brian mentions one of mine on his list. Um, when it gets to that point and it's on my list, um, I won't go into detail about why I love it. I will just mention that it is that number on my list so we don't repeat it twice um, and vice versa. And so that's the way it's going to work. And we're going to start off with our lightsaber duels. Um, but before we get going, I just want to thank you guys for joining us. If you are joining us for the first time, uh, this show happens every single week. Uh, Padawan Podcast, it's on YouTube. You can find us on iTunes, Apple, or not iTunes anymore, but Apple, Anchor, Spotify. Um, everywhere you can find audio podcasts we are up on there as well uh, with that said let's go ahead and get going and i will let my guests go first on oh, lightsaber okay, duels okay, okay. um if you happen to have honorable mentions you can mention those as well i don't um i, I mentioned five. a few because just it's so freaking hard to not mention some of them um and you i will go say them after we're done right i will mention <laughs> the honorable mentions after okay. after we go through our five um so why don't you start us off brian what is your fifth ranked lightsaber duel of the clone wars so my fifth ranked uh lightsaber duel would be uh dark ahsoka versus anakin and obi-wan oh love this moment uh <laughs> pretty low uh Actually, no no no, 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 say, no okay no, 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 it's, I was gonna say. it's i I'll, I'll withhold my comment yeah i was on gonna that, say i was question. like after yeah. i said it i was yeah. like wait don't say anything yeah um but yeah dude this it was like awesome and heartbreaking at the same time to see like her dueling against these two and they're just like trying to make sure she's okay and just like trying well, to help her the show is the show is based around not just the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka but it's really it's based around the three of them yeah I've always and taken it kind of just almost like their little family those three that and the show if you really look at the the heart of the show it's it's from Ahsoka's perspective absolutely and so seeing that moment isn't just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening, but it's also the first time in Star Wars ever that we've seen a Jedi go dark then come back at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was used so perfectly because it was within the Mortis storyline, which is a huge part huge. of the series. Um, there was a lot of firsts within this three-episode arc, but this moment in general, like the emotional tug it has is so powerful. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a like you said, we haven't seen one go good to bad to good and it it was a it was a heart terror of yeah. an episode yeah. so yeah that was my number five Dark yeah, Ahsoka versus it's, Anakin it's definitely one. one that's in the conversation when you talk about it so yeah. uh, but for me my fifth ranked one is Asaz Ventress and Savage Opress versus Dooku mm. um, and we're going to be talking about this a little later on when we get to our moments because I have no doubt that it's either on one of our lists or both of our lists um this moment, though, is extremely powerful uh, for a couple of reasons. One, it's ex-Padawan versus Old Master, right? Dooku and Ventress. This is after the betrayal of Dooku going after Ventress because Palpatine Sidious is like, 
you need to cut ties with her you need to kill her she's getting too powerful you know blah 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 like that type of stuff again we'll talk about later on but um this is the first outside of attack of the clones which we saw a little bit of dooku and how powerful he was um we see how powerful dooku is Mm -hmm. in this episode this specific episode is when we see dooku in his full like I am a Sith Lord. Yeah. Don't mess with Dark me. Tyrannus. This is why I am who I am. And it showed, and it, it's like going into the battle, you can clearly see like, okay, maybe Osage has the the upper hand a little bit. The second that starts, that's out the window. Yeah. Like he takes over this battle and Savage is like powerful. He was clearly a little bit new and in everything. Um, but it was, but Asaz is, uh, she's, she's clearly like a veteran in it. She learning from Dooku. So that's, I mean, it's a clear, good battle, but Dooku just manhandles them. And the way that it's choreographed as far as animation goes is like brilliant. And so I, I just felt like, and it's cool because a lot of the series, a lot of the best lightsaber battles are based on dark side users. Absolutely. And we get to see like the difference in the fighting that they have and this is one of the highlights of that, and there's just no way I couldn't put it on my list. Yeah, it's funny that you said that because I literally just looked in every single one of mine. Dark Ahsoka is it has some dark, form of dark. They really, dark person they in really it. dug into that, and yeah. it's it's a credit to the show because they're allowed to do that. In the movies, they couldn't because it's a it's very you have to you have to you're telling the story of good guys. You have to structure it differently in the yeah. films. The the Clone Wars. They did three episode arcs. It's like an anthology series, and you could do that with these episodes. But a lot of the time, they were focusing on these dark side users, Absolutely. and they were able to explain and show how different they were from the Jedi. Yeah, because I mean, in the movies, you're seeing the good guy's point of view exactly. from the most part. Yes, totally. Uh, but this kind of gives you that like filler of this is why the good guys are doing this. This is why the good guys mm-hmm. are it's adding layers to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Which that's is a perfect and, way to put and it. I know a lot of people aren't fans of animation, but this is why I suggest these shows so much. Well, it's, I, why, it's why I suggested it to you and Jacob I, so much. Yeah. I refuse to watch it. I was one of those ones that like, I'm not watching it. Anakin didn't have a Padawan Padawan, uh, because I was like movies, 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 uh-huh. movies, movies. And then like, I, I mean, I always was like, eh, eventually started to be like, when it realized like the stuff was like all connected and stuff, and then you pushed me towards it. And I was like, it's necessary. Okay. Now, As Star Wars fans, it's necessary. Yeah. Now, if yeah. you're like going to be a like Star Wars fan, you have to watch totally. the animated stuff. So, all right, let's move on to number four. Uh, my number four is probably going to be a shocker to a lot of people. And <laughs> that is uh Maul versus Pre Vizsla. Wow, that low, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Um, is there I, a reason why it's that low? Um, just like the ones above a little bit more? Or? I just think I wasn't as, like, what's the term? Invested. I'd invested in Pre Vizsla as a character. I think he's such a brilliant character. He's, he is. Don't get me wrong. But, like, he was only, like, given to me through this short time i guess yeah i guess it happened pretty quickly he, he was, uh, he's popping in here and there yeah, yeah whereas like someone like maul any of the characters from the movies uh ahsoka you have these histories mm-hmm. with i mean ahsoka is technically only from this but she's been in like every single episode mm-hmm. at that point so he was still like I mean, uh, this is the first time we've seen... Well, it wasn't the first time, but it was the Darksaber and stuff like this. But, like, I think I wasn't as, like... Well, there's also another lightsaber fight that takes place in that arc that's a little bit better. Yeah. Ex- so. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm sure uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but, yeah, I, 
I the character pre visit was amazing. I just wasn't emotionally like it's fair attached to someone like if you would stab Maul and kill Maul, I would admit they would probably be like number one because yeah. just like oh my god, no, he killed Maul. Like, but I mean, it's fair. At the end of the day, like pre like he had this little purpose and it was just in these little bits of story and then they moved on it's fair That's so fair. yeah uh, okay so my number four uh, a little bit of a different one but it's because it has the emotional tug um impact i guess is a bit of a bit of a better word but it's obi-wan and adi galia versus maul and savage mm. and this is the moment obi-wan and maul first meet after the events of the phantom menace i've and so this one always sticks in my yes. mind because of uh, the scene i'm, sh- and so I'm sure if you've never about. seen the clone wars and you're watching this um this is definitely one of the reasons why you should watch this um this is this i believe this episode started i want to say it opened like season four it's like the very first it was i think a, it was it a was season a, opener it was an, yeah i think it was season of either four or five but um obi-wan and adi Gali, and i may be pronouncing her name wrong they're just on a mission and um Maul and Savage, they come with a, essentially a bunch of pirates and they wreck havoc. And that moment when Maul and Obi-Wan see each other for the first time is so impactful as a Star Wars fan because you know how important that is going through Rebels and then clearly going through the rest of the trilogy because that kind of comics. It sticks with uh, Obi-Wan through the movies a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then the battle that ensues, it's you kind of see this is the first time you really see a different side of Obi-Wan because the Jedi ways kind of go out the window and it's like. This it's, guy killed my master. I thought I killed him. Once. Yeah, and I thought I killed him once. Like I just need to go after him. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like he steps out of the ways of a Jedi a little bit and kind of goes more towards uh um the direction of like a Qui Gon than more so the classic Obi Wan that we know. And the fighting style is just incredible. I yeah. mean, Obi Wan, you get you get to see how powerful he really is because he's taking on not just Maul but his brother Savage. Yeah, and we we know at this point how powerful Savage is. Absolutely. And so um. And they're going through like the cave, and you know, Maul Clil, or I think it might have been Savage that killed Adi Galia, or maybe no, I think it might have been Maul. I think Maul kills her, um, and it's kind of like the first time that we see like a Jedi like really die in the series. That's probably the most one of the most brutal yeah, ways so, we've seen a Jedi uh, die. Like, it, it it shows like this different side of the series, and it just pulls at the the heartstrings of Star Wars fans because going back to Phantom Menace, we know how important this is to Obi Wan, and it. It just gets me every time. Like I can watch that fight, and it's it's also a very long fight. It's a very long and fight. It goes and it like goes. It's almost like a Phantom Menace in a way where they go through like a bunch of different yep. locations, um, which is kind of why it like sticks with me, I guess. But again, it, it all comes down to Obi Wan and Maul and why it gets that, that. That's why it's so high for me. Yeah, I I think that death scene probably has like been burned into my brain because I was like. Holy well, and, and, this, and this is claimed to be a kids show, and there's multiple, and we're gonna go, we'll go through this list, but there's multiple times where there's like brutal deaths happening. Oh, absolutely, I mean, she literally died by him getting stabbing her through. And there's there's very few fights in the movies that end with actual deaths. Almost every single one of these, at some point or another, ends with a death. Uh, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, that one, yeah, her death scene. Uh, it's literally like probably whenever this gets bring brought up is probably the first thing I think of just because yeah. of the pure like holy and I, and I would have loved to see more of her for sure like she, oh, was, yeah. she was a very cool character but I understand why and you it see had her in a lot of other stuff yeah minimally mm-hmm. used but yeah so, so yeah let's move on to the top three the pedestal number three for me another shocker po- probably podium, not pedestal, podium. the podium there yeah um would be the uh, infamous Darth Sidious versus Maul and Savage really yeah. 
I'm very now. I'm very interested to see what your two and one are because I figured that this would have been number one for you. It it it, it is. I'm really shaking here. Yeah, I really am. I it's I don't know what it is. I just have such a hard time taking Darth Sidious fighting so like literal. Really, really? just because he does some like. He is like, I mean, I get it. He's still, I guess, pretty young. Well, you have to differentiate the movies and the show, though. No, well, I mean, even if he was, probably, this is probably going on. He's probably like, what, in his 40s, maybe, when this is going on? So, I mean, yeah, it still is like, I don't know. It's something something about City is just like how he's just so like, all over the place and like whatever but uh, don't get me wrong like this is still high up there for me um well i mean there's a lot of fights in clone wars and having a ba3 is still a good yeah good oh, thing. absolutely um but yeah and then when he kills savage it's just like and he's just like mm-hmm. f you like look at well, what the i whole, yeah the, it's essentially he he manhandles maul oh absolutely manhandles maul kills his brother in front of him and i believe if i'm not mistaken that's the last time we see him in the series maul Am I mistaken by that? Uh, I could have swore that's the last time we see him in the series. I'm not sure. I feel like you see him one more time. Maybe. Maybe. I, I have to rewatch it. I'm, I, I rewatch it's, it sparingly, but it, I don't ever watch it like it's always like here a lot. and there. Yeah, so, um, so much. If I feel we, like I that's feel the like last time. If it's not, he was in like the next one and then he was yeah. done. It was, but yeah, he, he completely just owns them. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I, it, it, Am I correct by saying that Sidious has two two sabers, right? I believe I think he has so. two sabers. I believe Savage so. has the double sided, and Maul has the double sided, right? They both do. Or uh, no, no, not Maul. No, Maul, Maul hasn't done the yet. My, Maul likes to use the one. He has the single at this point. He does yeah. get back to the double at one point, but he has the single at this point. Um, but yeah, Sidious has the double, the two sabers, which is which is why people think yeah. it's so crazy because in Revenge of the Sith he only has the one. Yeah, and so it was kind of a back and forth thing. <laughs> I mean, he did kill four of them in yeah. 20 but no, seconds. I this this fight is is bonkers. Yeah, it's it's, absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it, again, it's long. Yeah, too. And, well, and this is the one that I mentioned earlier that it came after the the previous Maul one. Yeah, and it tops that one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, for me, uh, number three is Maul versus Previsla, okay. and we talked about it already. Um, I think for me, just quickly, why why it ranks in number three a little bit higher than some of the others um it's really the first time we get to see like maul be maul again um he's like kind of back to being powerful right he just took over uh like this 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 pirate organization he's trying to take over mandalore he has a little bit of something more to to fight for and also it's a lot of it has to do with the history behind the black the, not the black i always want to say black you saber. always say black, the dark saber. dark saber um you know we learn all the, this mythology behind it like how it was like a thousand years in generation, the Jedi and Mandalorians have been fighting over forever. It was first wielded by a Mandalorian of the Vizsla clan, uh, the first, the only ever Jedi Mandalorian. Um, whoever wields the Darksaber essentially is all powerful to the Mandalorians, or at least the Vizsla clan yeah. and Death Watch. And so, um, and also it's the fighting style. Like you have one complete force user just using the force, and then you have Vizsla who's powerful with the sabers, but also a bounty hunter at the same time using those tactics. Yeah. And also the way it ends, Maul cutting his head off is like bonkers. Yeah. And taking over the Mandalorian clan. Here's another skill that you And like. them essentially kneeling and being like, okay, you're our leader now. 
like that's how it works for them and then also Bo-Katan kind of going off and doing her thing with that clan and those Mandalorians. Like, there's so much going on with it. And you know how I love the Mandalorians. So, it like, yeah. just, like, sticks in my head. Um, well, plus, I just read The Son of Dothamir. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of, like, almost, like, right after uh-huh. this yeah. happens. And it's yeah, just, so like, whoo. There's a lot of cool things with this fight. But the fight in general, how it's kind of crafted um, with, with, like, rockets with Previsla and just Maul being Maul again, it's, it's really a brilliant fight. So. It is absolutely a brilliant fight. And, yeah, I mean, that's why some both for our list. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our number two. Number two, I have Obi-Wan and Asajj versus Maul and Savage. I love this fight. Uh, I love this fight. I, every time I say that for one of my, wait, did I say Asajj or Savage? Savage? Yeah, this one, wild. Absolutely wild. And, you got lightsabers flying everywhere and it's just again a long mm-hmm. fight uh, uh i will i will hold back on that because the reason it's not on my list is because it wasn't long i believe if i'm not mistaken it was a little bit shorter because it started it started with obi-wan versus the two of them and then osage jumped in after that's true and so that's, that's the, that is the sole reason why it's not on my list but in my honorable mentions yeah that's true good point but it is cool to see obi-wan wield the red saber because he does do it in the episode that's, that's kind of why <laughs> it is pretty mind. cool to see that happen it's that's kind of one of the reasons why it's high up on mine just and like if, if you know me like osage is probably top five well and their me. relationship is so interesting osage and obi-wan like mm-hmm. obviously they're on opposite sides and they've been fighting each other for a long time but they have like this sort of respect for each other mm-hmm. and you don't see that with a lot of characters no. and i think it may have to do with the fact that osage essentially got dunked by dooku she's almost like a bounty hunter for hire in her own ways um you know still not a good person but if she needs to do something for her own like she does in this episode but it's it is really cool to see those four together like yeah. on screen those four together like it's pretty bonkers yeah those i mean honestly probably if not including Ahsoka is probably my four favorite characters in the whole entire thing. And they're all fighting each other. Yeah. So it, it's wild. And like you said, everyone's holding a red lightsaber it, and it's yeah, like, I cannot believe that. You're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's my number two. All right. My number two for me uh, is Anakin versus Beris Ophi. Uh, um, I was if this was going to show up i did not expect it to be this high yes uh it's funny because i actually forgot about it until i went back to our remember when we did our lightsaber rankings of yep. the entire saga or the entire franchise God, that was so hot. um i have it in my notes still and i was like scrolling and this one popped up i was like oh my god i can't believe i'm forgetting about this one yeah um i may have said that say said this then uh but there's two reasons why um i love this fight so much one this is when anakin realizes that Ahsoka is in the issue. That Ahsoka didn't do what everyone claims her to be. Yeah. Um, and that Barrisophie was behind it. Two, we kind of see the aggression and anger come out of Anakin in this fight. And it has to do with him, his loved ones, obviously yeah. trying to protect Ahsoka, um, coming in her defense. And he it also was ready to kill her. Part of it takes place inside the Jedi Temple, yeah. which is wild. Like, if you watch this fight in whole, and it, it kind of cuts back and forth, and it doesn't seem like the longest fight. Um, but the way that it happens and kind of how they're, they're, uh, how they go back and forth with each other is, is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, obviously Barry Sophie wielding the red sabers for the first time without the mask on. Cause when she fought Ahsoka, she had the mask on and we didn't know who she was. Um, but it's really an aggressive fight for Mannequin's side. You kind of see that come out in his facial expressions. Um, and again, it's in defense of Ahsoka, which 
it obviously is one of the biggest moments and arcs in the entire series, if not the biggest. Yeah. And so having this fight in the middle of it, um, and it's also f- not counting the movies, like if you count it in chronological order, it's the first time we see a Jedi go bad, yeah. which also plays into it a little bit. Yeah, no, it's definitely one that if i had honorable mention it'd probably be like six on mine yeah just I, I because love it. it's it's i love it i had to throw an anakin one in there yeah it i mean hit, you're seeing the rage mm-hmm. and the anger and the he moment was he going realizes, to kill her the moment he realized that he that she framed ahsoka like yeah it comes out hard it's yeah. it's like full, it's like pre-vader it's yeah like they, pre-vader yeah they should have been at that point like uh we yeah. need to watch him like <laughs> yeah. this is a, yeah where's his going, babysitter yeah <laughs> uh obi-wan needs to take <laughs> yeah. care of this but seriously yeah no that that like i said if i had six that would be probably my number six cool all right well let's move on to it the number one favorite lightsaber duel of the series so far it is your number five so for me, that really? is Asajj really? Ventress and Savage versus Count Dooku. Dude, this scene's so good. I so good. I love Asajj Ventress so much, and like the pain of like you, mf'er, like mm. you, you did this to me, all of that, and she's like, I'm gonna kill you, yeah. and has uh, Savage. Those two's names are Savage and Asajj. But Savage is like, I'm going to take you down with her. And like you said, this is, we finally see Count Dooku like. Prime Dooku. Yeah. Like, this is like, okay, this is what everyone's afraid of. Like, this is because he's kind of a weak villain outside of clone wars like if we well, yeah, attack the clones he wasn't he, he was just he was a pawn essentially yeah is what he was. like if we didn't ever get clone wars he'd probably be the weakest villain just out of what we've seen and it's funny because i've always been in my head like why did he he shouldn't have ever been called darth anything mm-hmm. this is why he was called darth Tyrannus, and this is like this is the reason he is bad. This is the reason Sidious chose him to be doing everything he's doing because he is a bad MF while he's taking them on. Yep. And I, I that gave me a more appreciation for Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. and the five seconds before he got his head chopped off in episode three. Um, but and just uh, yeah for me it was just like the like the the story kind of intertwined it to make this lightsaber well, fight better this, and the best for me well this this comes off and i'm sure we'll talk about it in our moments but this comes off the heels of of dooku turning on asajj yeah and that's not just all that happened though sidious essentially told him you need to kill your yeah, apprentice kill her because she's becoming too powerful yeah essentially what a lot of the times happens with the Sith Lords, obviously, but it also is when Sidious was sensing a little bit of betrayal in Dooku to mm-hmm. overpower him with Osage. Yeah. And so there's still, it's almost like that, it's kind of in a way of the Obi-Wan and Anakin thing from episode three where they have to fight, but they really deep down would rather not do it. Yeah. But he kind of has to just for the sake of his own life. Yeah. I think for me, maybe outside of. The one you just said uh, before this. Anakin and Barriss? Yeah. It probably, to me, has the most, like, meaning behind it, where it's like, this 
is because of all of these things happening. It's not just like, here's a fight scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, this happened, and he's ta- saying, take care of her. He's doing that. Like, it's just so much that it made that one so much better. Yeah. And that's probably why it's my favorite one. That's totally fair. So, um, all right, my number one is your number four, I believe, is your number four. Malin Sauvage no. versus Sidious. Which one is that? My, uh, three? Four? Five? Uh, my three, three, your three. three? Okay, okay, so Maul and Savage versus Sidious. That's I, that's my number one. I had a feeling yours. This would be either your two or your one. Yeah, if we're talking all all animation, there's a couple that beat this yeah. from Rebels. But as far as Clone War goes, I think this is the most brilliant lightsaber fight in the entire series. I, I yeah, I, it's it's it, really it's hard. Insane. To, it's like, absolutely insane. The way Sidious walks up with Maul on the throne, first of all, is just total badass. Like, yeah. what a dope like. I'm gonna f you up either way. Yeah. Like, come get me right now. He's like, he, I'm tired of your nonsense. Yeah, he like, pulls out the two sabers, you. and it's kind of like this choreographed scene where they go, you know, they're up there, then they go down there. He kills Savage. He essentially, while putting him to the ground, being like, "Look what I'm doing to your brother right now," <laughs> and then he takes Maul with him. Like the way, and you know, if you watch the fight, like it's just it's choreographed brilliantly, and we see how powerful Sidious is, and why people should be scared of him, and why he is. The, the dark lord, the of the dark Sith. lord, like the leader of the Sith, and why it even needs backstory to to why he's all Sith in Rise of Skywalker. Like yep. you see it in this moment, why he's the most powerful Sith to ever live, and so I think it's just brilliant, and it's really the first time, and really the only time in my mind that, or in my opinion, that we see a. Um, a, a fight with Sidious that makes sense. Like, the episode 3 fight, yeah, sure, like, cool, but it was choreographed really, like, wonky, and it was kind of cheesy in some parts. Honestly, I think it would have been better if he didn't just kill us. It was full, more like a dance move yeah. with with, uh, with Mace Windu and stuff, and, and this is, like, a legit lightsaber fight. Yeah. And so, um, and then again with the emotional tugs, like, the way it impacts Maul, you know, it's his former master, he's been, this entire series, he's been doing this to kind of get revenge for what happened to him, and then he just gets thrown away, essentially, yeah. and it just destroys him. And so um, I think the emotional tug, the way that the fight is, how long it is, the impact, um, the fact that Sauvage gets killed and Maul pretty much just gets blown away. Um, I don't think there's any way that that this could top it for me, personally. Yeah, no, I I mean, there's there's no reason why this can't be a number one. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It literally just depends on what the person likes, but I guarantee you this one will probably be in almost every single person's top three at least. I'd be shocked so, if it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, it just depends on the person, but uh, I think almost everyone, no matter who it is, would probably put this in the top three. Totally. Um, all right, well, let's move, before we move on to our five favorite moments, why don't we go ahead and run through um, our top five and including any or all mentions you may have. Okay, well, my if I had an honorable mention, it would definitely be uh, uh, Anakin. I cannot and say. Barriss Sophie. Sophie. I can't say her name. <laughs> that character. Um, uh, number five, Dark Ahsoka versus Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, number four, Maul versus Pre Vizsla. Three is Darth Sidious versus Maul and Savage. Two is Obi-Wan and Asajj versus Maul and Savage. And number one, Asajj and Savage. You should just <laughs> say Ventress Duka. and Savage. Yeah, I, She's pretty much called Ventress. Ventress yeah, yeah, at that point. But, oh, God, tongue twister. Um, okay, so I have three honorable mentions. Um, the first one is uh, Dooku versus Ventress and the Night Sisters. Mm. Um, and I will note that this is a 12-on-one battle, and Dooku manhandles them all. Okay. that If I would have... Th- 
thought that we could count that, I probably <laughs> would have put it in my yeah, top. It's a lightsaber fight. Their night sisters are on the side, but it's two sabers yeah, going at it. Yeah, true. Um, number seven for me is Ahsoka versus Bera Sophie when she has the mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, a very it, it's there's only few moments in the fight where they're actually clanking sabers together because um, it's kind of like an up and down battle of throwing stuff at each other, but it's very much a lightsaber fight. Yep. And then number six is Dark Ahsoka versus Anakin and Obi-Wan. I had I had to keep it on there. Um, I just couldn't find a way to put it in my top five, but a six is definitely not a, uh, a downgrade. So Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to the most important part of the show and kind of the preview for the Clone Wars Season 7. Our most mo- most memorable moments uh, for the first six seasons of the series so far. Um, again, we're going to have five of them. Um, I have two honorable mentions, but I will run through those at the end. Uh, but let's let's start this off with number five, Brian. I will let you go first again. What is your fifth most memorable moment from the series so far? Uh, mine probably might be a little bit shocking to be a number five, but it is Ahsoka turning away from the Jedi Order. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I'm shocked. I'll tell you I'm shocked. Yeah. Why is it that low? I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just because I I like to look into things more or like things where it's like more detail. maybe something that I've been wondering for a long time that they've answered or um, like something that maybe gives me a little more context something that a lot of it has to do with something i've been wanting to know and then they've answered it so that probably ranks higher whereas this one got it this this is something that happened that was a part of the storyline that if i mean no one knew that this was going to happen at the time it's whereas some of these other things without giving it away like you've heard of and then for them to visit them is where it's like interesting yes they finally answered that interesting so yeah but i mean oh god this moment like we'll, sit, we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit more about that later <laughs> jake's not gonna let me talk very much about this <laughs> um, one. okay so my no- i i really did i really had a hard time with my seven six five and four um they could really go in any any uh order uh but the number five i have at the moment is the younglings facing the jedi trials mm. with their kyber crystals um I know a lot of people that I listen to and I talk to think of this moment as like pretty cheesy and then it's very kitty, which I understand that that argument, but you also have to look at look at the side of a Star Wars fan. This is the only time in the entire franchise we see Jedi actually go for their kyber crystals. Yep. Um like for like for example, Rey in the Rise of Skywalker, we never saw her get her yellow one or how she got it or if it's just a crystal turn a different color or whatever it may be. We've we've read about it in some things but this is the only time we've actually been able to see it on screen um and it's actually like a brilliant brilliantly written way to do it yep um and even knowing later on that that actual planet becomes star killer base is a really cool tidbit too um that but, almost like guts me even more yeah knowing totally. this and then but seeing it makes that. sense you know like Absolutely. the first order taking over jedi planets for the yeah. kybers and everything like that or the yeah. empire or whatever it is but um no, first order yeah first order um but yeah, it's it's just a really really cool episode. How it's laid out, like how like first of all, they're kids. They're anywhere from the age of like eight to twelve, I imagine, and they have to go on by themselves and they have to find these crystals in a a, a cave that's full of crystals. Yeah, they have to find a kyber crystal that's in a cave full of crystals. The crystal that's calling them. Yeah, and 
each of them are in different ways. They struggle. You know, uh, fate can tempt you to certain things. We saw the the main kid, the boy, thought he had it, but he had to go back in and yeah. everything like that. He got trapped in the inside. Then he had to work together. There's a really, there's like a really really cool things, and it's part of the trials, and it's the first time we've ever seen that. And then it kind of follows up with some very cool episodes with. Um, with them constructing their sabers, which is the only ever time we see that as well, uh, of how they do that with the um, with the uh, the robot master, which is a really cool yeah. guy, and then Hano takes over the ship, and it kind of leads to this whole little adventure for them. But I think it's just a, a really important episode for the mythology of Star Wars, and I mean, I said it already, but I wrote this down. I said the series. The series once again takes its time to give us answers about the Force, the Jedi, and its mysterious ways. And we know the Force works in mysterious ways, and we kind of get an answer to that. Yeah, I'm so glad you picked this one because I did not... I didn't think you would. That's why it's my number four. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So it's perfect se- segue into mine because, I, to be honest, I didn't think you would put this on there. It, 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 I, yeah, yeah. There, there were. I, it almost came off. It almost came off. Yeah. Um. It's my number four because of the reasons I just said. This is something I've always wanted mm-hmm. to see is how they get the crystals. I would love to see it in live action, but I also understand that the way it happens also fits animation very well. Do you finish uh, Fallen Order? Not yet. You do this in Sweet. the game. Perfect. So it kind of so like that is something you get to do. Cool. Um. Well, I imagine that's how you get the orange crystal. Well, you get to pick colors. But, but that's how the orange crystal comes about. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Um, but, it, yeah, the fact that you get to see them, you know, now know the history of why and how they get these crystals, um, the trial, the, just the everything. Like, this is a question I've always wanted to know the answer to. And, like, always been told, oh, yeah, they go on a quest to get a crystal. You're like, okay, well, I get to imagine it. Now you get to see it. Mm-hmm. And that is big to me. And, like, that's a huge freaking deal. The fact yeah. that they're showing it and and it just only makes it that more heartbreaking that Starkiller base just ripped out Ilum and that's exactly what. And it's also cool that it's led by Yoda, obviously the, the master of all masters. Yeah. But then Ahsoka essentially... She's like the teacher for the day. Um, that, but it for us as fans, it solidifies her as like one of the most important Jedi's out there because yeah. I imagine only certain Jedi are allowed to do that with Padawans. Absolutely. And so. yeah, so yeah. Ironically, you're number five four. minus cool. four. So um, I imagine maybe this will probably be on your list. But num- my number four, is, and it's I guess you can call it a moment, but it kind of harkens back to one of the saber fights we had, is Osage hunting down Dooku. Um, and uh, a couple of notes I had here is it, it's more necessary content focused on Asajj Ventress. She's one of the biggest and badass characters in the entire series. Um, she disappeared for some time. She came back, but I like that this is the storyline they went with her. And unfortunately, we never got to see Dark Disciple on screen, but um, Ugh, knowing that not, story, it, it no, adds to it. Please read that um, book. It's so good. And I also wrote this as more background on the inner workings of the dark side and more specifically the Sith. Uh, a la Dooku being apprehensive against Sidious, all because Sidious senses Ventress's true power, and that Dooku was planning to betray him just as he did his own master. Um, and as we mentioned with the fight, it it shows Dooku in his all powerful. He, oh, yeah. He's just it's the, it's we understand why Dooku is Dooku now because of this stuff. Um, but I think it's a great moment because it's Master versus Padawan on the dark side of it, and that's something we've never seen, we've only heard of, obviously with Palpatine and his master. Um, and then at one point, Vader and, and Palpatine. But this is like in the heart, the prime of it, Asajj Dooku, and I think it's a great moment. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I 
I'm actually again surprised that <laughs> this is on your list, and I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that some of the that we're crossing paths on this just because there's so many there's so many moments so many, many moments it's, it's so hard to choose it, this, it's, and I, I guarantee we're forgetting some and some people are probably yelling at us but 100 oh, th- these are the ones that we can think of at the moment but yeah, yeah. it's just that's my number four so. yeah no great let's great move choice. on to the podium not the pedestal the podium of the favorite moments of the series so far um my f- number three is uh yoda interacting with darth bane it so i will say this is one of my my honorable mentions and i'll explain, it, why. I'll explain um, why because Again, I love when history yep. comes in and yep. they finally show you things. And Darth Bane is a character that is constantly talked about, no matter at what point you're like, no matter what point you're at in any of Star Wars, like his name will probably come up in a conversation. And to actually see him interacting with freaking yoda is is wild wild and the fact that he's going yoda's going to a sith temple to do this is like holy hell like they're full-on going there like it and it's again it's yoda doing it it's not obi-wan it's not anakin it's not ahsoka it's freaking yoda doing it's the it. only time we've ever seen more bend on screen yeah which is a big thing yeah so i mean and if you don't know what morban it's the home of the sith yeah so um isn't it corban now it, i think they changed it from corban to morban oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i always mix them yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know why they Same. changed it but whatever they just went for the next letter yeah, whatever. <laughs> i guess uh, m's are more important than star wars yeah. um and um it it it, that it blew my mind that they went there and the fact that darth bane was voiced by mark hamill mm-hmm. you have arguably the greatest good guy voicing yep. arguably one of the biggest bad guys and yep. it's just like holy i mean he's literally the voice in my yeah. sith holocron yeah. and it's just like it's wild absolutely that blows my mind that they went there for that yeah so the only reason why i didn't put it on my top five is because i felt i felt like it wasn't finished i agree i felt like it was very short-lived yep um and i understand that that moment could is just one episode it makes sense why it could be very quickly because inside of a movie it would probably be exactly the same but i just felt like i was almost shortchanged it only being one episode well, recently didn't we find out it it was intended to go on a little more, weren't they? Well, yes, but that was until they canceled it. So exactly. they weren't able to do anything. Exactly. But Swear that yes. there's your short change yes. right there. And so, uh, but you had mentioned all the things you had mentioned, but also um, the one thing that this episode does with this moment is that it slightly introduces Yoda to the beginning of the end. Yeah. He has this sense of doubt going forward now because he, he kind of, Bane essentially gives him a little bit of an, uh, a peek into order 66 and what's going to happen. And that's a that's a big thing. Yeah. That, I mean that that's essentially what the entire series is hinging on because we know what comes next in episode three. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean you said Yoda and Darth Bane, and if you guys don't know who Darth Bane is, and I clear I clearly doubt you you won't, but um, Darth Bane is essentially the Yoda for the dark side. Yeah. Uh, and you know Sidious is is a different entity altogether, but not ever being introduced to Bane yet in physical form. Um, 
he's essentially Yoda for the dark side. He created the rule of two. He changed the ways of the Sith, all that type of stuff. And seeing them interact, like you said, but it's very cool too, because it's actually not his true physical form because he looks like a samurai. Yeah. And he looks very different than what he would look like in real life. And so it's definitely a, a big moment. Yeah. So that's why it's my number three. All right. My number three, uh, and we mentioned it already in the lightsaber fights, but it's Maul's short-lived victory as the wielder of the darksaber. It's the battles between Pre Vizsla and Sidious. Um, a lot of interactions here, obviously, beheading Vizsla. Um, but the one moment we haven't mentioned uh, as to why this is kind of a big deal, um, all of why he's doing this isn't just to get revenge on Sidious, but it's to exact his revenge on Obi-Wan. Yeah. And the one moment we haven't mentioned is when he kills Satine in front of Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the, if not the saddest moments in the entire series. Um you know, early on in the series, we learned that Obi-Wan had this relationship with Duchess Satine, one of the coolest characters of the entire series. Um, that w- I can say that she's probably short-lived as a character because I would have loved to have seen more from her. Um, leader of Mandalore and Maul killing her in front of Obi-Wan is a huge deal. Like Absolutely. It, it arguably changed Obi-Wan after that. Um, we saw this different side of him with her around, and that plays into a, this entire moment. But And then we mentioned the Maul and Savage Versidious moment. But um, that whole moment of Maul becoming powerful, taking the Darksaber, killing Satine, and then losing to Sidious is like something that we probably never would have thought we saw on screen. Yeah. And it was done brilliantly on in this show. Yeah, I mean, him killing her, she was obi-wan's weakness mm-hmm. like i mean just as padme was with maybe not to that extent yeah but they had a they had a past absolutely and, and i think i think if i'm not mistaken he even said inside the show i would leave the order for you yeah he would have left the order for her yeah so he i mean we've always thought of obi-wan as this just like straight and arrow but mm-hmm. if there's one point where the arrow wasn't going like on a straight path it probably would have been her totally um because i mean even as much as he loves Anakin, like he was pretty straight and arrow with Anakin, like get your stuff in check. Like you, sh- you know, you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. But when she was around, he was like, eh. and it's, it's also going to be interesting to see if this plays into the series. If he has like, maybe like a wife or a, like a family. Cause pe- maybe people who don't watch this show are going to be like, that's not Obi-Wan. It is Obi-Wan. Yep. Like he has a past. This is what he kind of always wanted. And I I think I don't know if it was for the reason, but if he never if he had never been the master to to Anakin, I don't I think he probably would have left the order for her. I think probably. that was probably the only reason why he had stayed. Probably. Because of Qui-Gon's essentially like demand of like you need to train him. His dying wish yeah. was train yeah. the kid. Um but yeah, no, it's it's I it, it's not in mine, but it's definitely uh, worthy to be yeah. in someone's yeah so uh um, all right on to number two number two is uh asajj ventress taking on dooku <laughs> <laughs> like it's like i said that the storyline coming to yep. like a header right there i mean like i said she's one of my favorite characters for a reason and it, it coming to this and just like the pain of like her almost caring for Dooku in a way and then just him just being like you're trash like it's essentially yeah yeah. and like he's he 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 was her Darth Sidious uh Darth Sidious where it was just like I need you to do this Mm -hmm. you're not serving your purpose get out 
and that's kind of how Darcidius just runs through people and but for her it was more than that and to see that like pain coming from her that was like yeah that it honestly it could have been my number one I'm interested to see what your number one is. I have a feeling I know what it is, but I'm interested. No, you're not. Um, all right, my number my number two uh, is my favorite arc in the entire series. That is the Mortis arc. Yeah. Um, the Mortis moments. Um, when Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka get trapped on the Mortis cube, I guess you can call it, um, the other world. Um, the world between war- worlds? I don't, is that not, it's, No, the world between worlds is from Rebels when they oh, yeah, the that's time right, travel that's right, aspect that's right. of it. Uh, and so... <laughs> This whole storyline, yeah, and still to the same. You, you, talk, you talked about you talked about history and everything like that. This, to me, this is arguably the most historical uh, diving into mythology moment in the entire series. Um, you know, it, it dives into what the Force is and what it means and and why it is and how it is. We did the introduction of the son, the daughter, and the father. Um, the daughter being the light, the son being the the dark, and the father kind of being like the in between a little bit, almost like the gray part yeah. of it all. Um, and of course, the the Mortis dagger, uh, one of the biggest objects in the entire yeah. universe of Star Wars. Um, we mentioned Dark Side Ahsoka, uh, but the biggest thing is it's Anakin went Vader before Vader. Like he went Vader before Vader, and he didn't know it uh which is so cool um you know we see obi-wan and anakin fight uh we see you know osoka go bad she dies they bring her back to life like there's so many cool mythology moments in here and i understand like a lot of people's arguments the fact that it's it can be very confusing and like why is this happening or how is this happening but if you look at it just as an arc it's like super, super it's Star an incredible Wars. Arc. Super Star Wars, and it makes sense as to why yeah. it could be there because the Force, absolutely, as you know, the famous line, the Force works in mysterious ways, yeah. and this is another aspect of that. Yeah, um, I, I appreciate it for what it is. It confuses the hell yeah, out of me. You're not the only one. I understand why. Um, but it is definitely important. It's definitely big. I probably will watch that arc before. I mean, it's probably not going to have anything to do with. Well, it played into Rebels. They yeah. popped up in not the beings, but the the mural popped up in yeah. Rebels. I'll probably rewatch just those episodes, just because it's like so. I mean, people so talk. About, yeah, it's it might arguably be like one of the most important things outside of like the movies well they just, saw they saw vader before vader happened yeah it's just like it almost doesn't feel like it belongs mm-hmm. with clone wars just it almost feels like it's its own en- entity could you imagine that as a movie oh it God. would be i would yeah it easily <laughs> could be Lord. and that's kind of almost what it it almost feels like it's its own movie just because of how it's like talked about mm-hmm. i think for me it just i think confused me a little bit and that's what took it away the only one um i think maybe now that i'm older i'd probably be able to understand obviously like understand it so in this in this scene or in this arc there's a deleted scene actually from this arc where anakin was talking to revan yeah there the deleted the famous deleted scene of the clone wars that was supposed to happen in this they cut it and so that's why we've never seen revan on screen before is because of that being cut yeah i just i think that uh, this is like the ultimate mythology dive into moment of Absolutely. the t- entire series. And it's just, I mean, it's Vader before Vader. Like it's, yeah. you see Anakin, like we talked about him being aggressive, 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 aggressive with the fight with Barris This is like full on aggression, Absolutely. you know, cause he clearly, he, he goes to the dark side in this episode. Yeah. So it's, argu- it's arguably the most 
like mythology ish of Star Wars. So I think mythological is the word. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to our number one favorite moment or memorable moment of the Clone Wars so far. Mine probably will come as shocked people, but uh, it's the whole Battle of Dothamir. I so I think that moment is called Maul is the true son of Dathomir. Yeah. Um I I don't know why I find myself always so drawn to the stories coming from Dathomir. Yeah. Because I feel like they're so probably mythological almost in a way and it's the first time and really only time we see like magic if you will from it and it's funny because they spell magic magic with and then the k at the end of it however they want yeah but literally i just read the son of dothmere comics and it's like Mm -hmm. magic and then it has k at the end of it but um it kind of shows you it's there's more stuff than just the force and they're literally raising people from the dead yeah to fight general grievous and all and it's like holy mother like this is literally funny mother yeah, mother um and it's just like it's wild it is freaking wild they've got zombies shooting these like crossbows that are like powered by like look like kyber crystal and it's just like it's freaking wild and it's dathomir to me is probably one of the most under used things that we have in star wars but it's easily one of the coolest well it's been used a lot in in the animation yeah in the animation it definitely has but like and i mean even the new video game the Mm -hmm. new video game you go and explore so for me like it just the video game you literally takes from this comic book arc and we see it play again in rebels as well yeah so uh, i just it's i remember just watching and just going like Holy moly! And yeah. it's, it's a literally like a war battle going yeah. on in it's, this. It, Dathomir plays a huge part in it. Yeah, in, in the series, I mean, and it it's the, it's basically completely attached to Maul's mm-hmm. whole story arc. Well, yeah, and we get the episode beforehand of, of how they find Savage and how they kind of build him into being Savage and how uh, they essentially go through these like trials of Maul's people. How it's male and female, essentially tribes um the magic aspect is really cool uh you know in rebels i love mother talzin yeah Ma- Ma- talzin Ta- um, mother talzin and the night sisters are awesome i think they're so cool asajj being connected to them as well as super badass how she was one of them uh, but she was force sensitive and um just the relationship and everything like that it's a very cool aspect of star wars that you know it, it might i don't i mean i would love to see how it would be played on live action but i have a feeling like it, it would come off very wonky in live action Probably. because it wouldn't make sense to a lot of viewers um but in animation it plays very well plays yeah very well in animation and if you dive into like comics and lore and stuff like sidious was afraid of her oh yeah like, well ma- i think magic is the one thing that the force should be afraid of yeah and like sidious was like if she's around, like, I'm screwed. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think that whole, like, like importance of this kind of just made it that much bigger. And he's just like, she needs to go. And that planet needs to go. Otherwise, this is going to unrail everything. So, yeah. 
That's my number one. All right. My number one um, shucker is Ahsoka leaving yeah. the Jedi Order. How can this be not be your number one? This is the most important moment of the entire Clone Wars, people. Yeah. This is the biggest moment. Brian's wrong on this aspect. He's completely wrong. Anybody who says this is number one is wrong. And I'll tell you why. It is the only time we ever see a Jedi walk away from the Order in Star Wars. Period. Plain and simple, it happened. It happened in the show, and it's absolutely brilliant how it happened because it followed the main character and how she left the show. Or the order, not the show. I mean, I guess she left the show. Technically, she left the show. Um, and so, it, look, the series is, is if you really look at the Clone Wars, it's from her perspective. It's it's yeah. from, from even the movie to her, it's from her perspective. We get all these different stories with characters and everything, but it's really from her perspective through the entire six seasons, and it looks like season seven will do the same thing um, for the most part. And so having her leave is a huge aspect, her being a Jedi and essentially not falling in order of the classic Jedi being like, well, this is the way the Jedi do things. She's like, F that. Like, I don't believe in this. This isn't how I was taught. You know, this isn't how we were raised as younglings. Like, this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. And she tosses her saviors away and walks away and disappears. It's a huge moment. And not just because of that, but because of the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah. Like, it's a heartstring moment. When you see that moment of them talking and her, him and chasing after her. his hands. Like, it's such a big moment. Like, she has the strength and the dignity to be like, no. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, this isn't what we were taught to do. This isn't how we were raised. This isn't what we were supposed to be as Jedi. And she's, I'm not going to be this anymore. And it kind of shifts Anakin views. And you can tell, like, this is where the anger sets in of him with the council. Yeah. You know, in episode three, it's it starts with him not allowed to be a master. He's on the council, but he's not a master. In the movies, that's kind of where you get the first sense of it. If you add this on top of it, this is like the beginning of it. Yeah, I agree. I... I, I, it could, it should obviously probably be number one. Um, but I completely agree. This is probably the first string that snapped for Anakin. Mm -hmm. The first true string that, that snapped where he was like, what? Like the, I, where he loses it essentially. Um, yeah, the council lost faith in her. Yeah. They, they didn't believe her the entire time. And it's funny because aren't Jedi supposed to sense things? And she was telling him okay. the entire time, I didn't do this. Like, I didn't do this. Yeah. Okay. Here's why it bothers me and probably isn't up on mine is the more and more we dive into this time period the more and more annoyed I get with the Jedi. Well, yeah, they were terrible. They, we know that. Yeah, I know. And it just literally, it bothers me that how, like, dumb they were. And, like, I mean, it's literally like, like, they were like, oh, don't fall into this trap. And they're like, oh, let's walk that way. And we're going to fall right into the trap. It, and it just kind of drives me nuts in a, in a way how almost easily manipulated the Jedi are and even Yoda. This is honestly probably one of the biggest problems I have with Yoda and why when people say like, Oh, Yoda's one of the best characters. I'm kind of like, and I sit there and I'm like, he kind of is an idiot sometimes because he falls for a lot of this stuff. Like you would think that he would have been able to sense this out. Like, you thought all of them. Well, not not just this, but we we talk about the movie aspect about Palpatine being Sidious. Yeah, and so this which is the one we always talk about. Yeah, and so this is where it kind of like falls for me. 
But the importance, I 100% understand. That's why it raises for me. Exactly. Because knowing the more and more we get farther away from the prequels and the more we learn about certain moments, we see that. And Luke even said it in The Last Jedi about how dumb they were and how misled they were and how they just didn't see things that happened in the Clone Wars and the prequels. And um, this is just another moment to add on top of that. Like... One of their own was being blackmailed and they couldn't sense it. Yeah. None of, neither of them could believe or sense it or see it. And that's something that the Jedi have blocked themselves off from the entire time. And the more and more that we get away from it, the more and more we believe Luke about how the Jedi need to die and something else needs to rise, whether yeah. it's the old ways or something completely new. And so it's a very interesting time period, but that's that's why it raises a little bit more for me. So, yeah. No, I, I completely understand plus why. Plus, it's what the entire series hinges on. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> and like... And then it, it just adds a little bit more when she walks back into Rebels and I lose my mind. Ugh. When she's... Oh, God. Season, last episode of season one, when she walks in, you hear her voice and you're like, ah! Yeah. It's, <laughs> and then she takes <laughs> takes on Vader. Oh, oh. deal. It's not even get started. Yeah. It's not even but uh, yeah i mean the story is her story yes it's this is what arguably made her one of the most popular and it, characters and it wasn't, of all time and it wasn't even in the last season it was in season five like they took yeah. a chance and felony's like i'm gonna drop a bomb on you guys and take out the main character like yeah. and that's his baby and he's like i'm gonna do it like this is what happens and he didn't kill her either he, well, it, it's well i know but i'm saying like you could have easily been like Oh, she's not in the movies because mm-hmm. she's dead. No, you made a whole. It was a more thing. impactful, more impactful yes, story. Yes, yeah. and that's and I respect that aspect probably more than anything. That it's it. They didn't just take the okay, she died. It's just uh, someone some Sith killed her. Yep. It's because of all of this that she's not around i think he was definitely playing off the fact that the jedi were blind in the prequels obviously so absolutely um all right well let's run through our five most memorable moments before we get out of here brian what are your five if you and maybe some some honorable mentions if you have them my well honestly this and you would have punched me in the face if i would have this all just savage oppresses whole storyline almost knocked out for me you're number one you're insane um i would kick you off the podcast yeah. so uh <laughs> so that would be an honorable mention uh ahsoka leaving the jedi orders five uh the younglings in the whole ilum story uh number four yoda and bane darth bane uh number three ahsoka taking on ventress in two in the battle of dothamir and number one Nice. Okay, so I have two honorable mentions. You had mentioned Yoda uh, and Bane is my number seven. Mm -hmm. My number six is actually uh, the clones training on Kamino. Mm. And uh, the Domino Squad is what's their known as. I have one also honorable mention. Well, I might get to it here in a second. No, you're not. Um, And, uh, you know, the Domino Squad becoming, if you don't know, they become one of the most elite, if not the most elite, arc trooper units in the Republic. Um, they were trained by Shakti, a Jedi Master, and two bounty hunters. And then I can't go without mentioning the Domino Squad without mentioning 99 and his sacrifice near the end of the season um, and how he saves that squadron after the when Grievous and uh, Dooku attack Kamino trying to destroy the clone, um, uh, the clone uh, operation. Uh, so my number five is the younglings facing the Jedi Trials. My number four is Asajj uh, Ventress hunting down Dooku. Uh, number three is Maul's short-lived victory. Um, number two is the Mortis arc. And number one is Ahsoka walking away from the Jedi Order. Uh, my other honorable was uh, the episode uh, with... Uh, 
the clone that's kind of messed up. Ninety nine. Is it, is that yeah. what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember it. it the one that he sacrificed himself, or the one where uh, during the training? No, the one where he like gets a medal and. Uh, so I think that was. I believe that was the episode where he sacrificed himself. Was it? I think so. I think he got the medal at the beginning. Um, and then he sacrificed himself for that squad okay. at the end, trying God, to save them during them the battle. Up, but there, whole... there's two, there's two episodes. It's the training one where the, the squad has to come together where 99 is like a janitor in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a later one where he saves them by protecting and kind of jumping into battle after yeah. being decommissioned all those I years they ago. were two. Yeah. Oh, it was just one yeah. whole they, thing. Well, it, it kind of feels, yeah. remember they're out of order. Who knows if they are See, or not. This is a problem with me. You watched it as it came out. I watched it as the the chunks yeah and so for me yeah i it's everything is mushed well no arcs. I, I watched it as they came out that's how it was when they came out they they weren't it wasn't chronological when they came out oh no i watched the chrono i watched the chronological afterwards so i, I watched oh. it two different ways okay yeah, yeah yeah so i think you watched it chronologically don't didn't you i watched it like i jumped around yeah so it was yeah the, you watched i gave you the chronological list and you watched it chronologically yeah so that's and that's the only way i've watched yeah. it so yeah, yeah, like yeah. i didn't watch it like Episode one, two, three, yeah, four, you, five. Yeah, you did it by the chronological order that yeah. they said. So. so for every, for me, it's just like storyline, storyline, yeah. storyline. Yeah. So I'd mix everything up. Um, all right, guys. Well, there it is. The Padawan for this week uh, covering uh, the Clone Wars before the debut episode for season seven this Friday. Uh, this episode, I believe, is going to drop on Thursday. So by tomorrow, this the episode will be out. And just so you know, um, we will be reviewing the episodes. There's 12 of them this year. We're going to be doing it uh, the Mandalorian style. We're keeping the Fandalorian Club it feels like a good name for our Star Wars review yeah, shows. Fans. Um, and uh, we're going to be reviewing episodes on Fridays, and those will be up and diving into those a little bit and kind of what they mean. Uh, again, it's 12 episodes long, and so we'll do 12 weeks of it. I believe the last episode actually ends on May the 4th, which is really, really cool. Oh, um, perfect. And so check that out on Friday, and make sure you guys let us know some of your favorite lightsaber battles, your favorite moments in the Clone Wars. Um, if you've never seen the Clone Wars, we'd love for you guys to watch it. And uh, a cool way to watch it before the series actually uh, debuts again with season seven, um, Disney Plus released a 20 essential episodes on the streaming service that you can watch. Genius. They're 20 up. Ep- they're 20 minutes long. I know that it's only like a day or so, but you can probably watch the episode at the end of the weekend and watch the 20 episodes beforehand. Um, well, even if you and, just watch the one, go watch. Yeah, the and get a good feeling 20. for the series before that drops. It's a really, really cool idea for them because there's so many episodes they have, so many, and they're all jumbled together. And it's like almost um, 300. You know, Geo tweeted about it. It's like, thank yeah. you for for dropping it's, the it, 20 essential episodes. Disney Plus. You, that was one of the genius things you could so, do. So, uh, but yeah, uh, let us know some of the things that you guys love about the series down below make sure you guys follow us on every platform possible not just youtube and twitter um, and instagram but uh on audio as well anchor apple spotify we are up on there you can listen to the paddle one in there um we love for you guys to hit that subscribe button and not just that but give us a rate and a like um the rate and the likes are more important because they shoot us up the charts with those more people are able to see us and that's very very important so we really really appreciate that um but for this week this is the paddle one podcast I am Jake Perlin, your host, a.k.a. Qui-Gon Jake. That is Grand Admiral Sino himself. Thank you for joining us again, and make sure you guys find us anywhere. We'll see you guys next week. May the Force be with you.